Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody is looking forward to the weekend, weekend, Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Not only is it Friday. This is the most Friday, Friday we shall ever have because it is the final day of the final week of the show for the year. It's the season of the six. And it's coming to a close. I was thinking last night that the next time we do a Toast episode, it will be our seventh season. We are back the first week of January. Today is our last episode of the year. Jackie, how does that make you feel to enter our seventh season? It makes me feel proud, excited, strong. Old. No. Wise, bitch. I wasn't saying like you're the only one who's old. No, No, sorry, sorry. I mean, because you would be saying the both of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm saying we're rebranding old and we're calling it wise, comma, bitch. Love that, comma. Comma, cap. Comma, the toast is bussin'. No cap. That we've, that we've been new. Oh my God, she's 17. She's 17. <laughs> we've been new that the toast is bussin'. We've been knowing. We've been knowing. Beep, beep. Toot, toot. Yeah. Beep, beep, running my hands through my fro. Oh, wow. Dancing on 25. What song is that? Ignition. Oh. Oh. I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say, R. Kelly's the worst person on the planet. He is a monster who should never see the light of day ever again. However, that song is good. That song is buzzing. Wait. Also, if you didn't just give me that O face, I wouldn't have realized it was R. Kelly who sang it. I'd just be like, I don't know. Maybe I would have Googled it. Probably not. So let me go back to that moment where I was just singing this fun song called Ignition. No, Ignition is a very unique song in the sense that like pretty much everyone stopped listening to R. Kelly. Like it's not acceptable. Like we are all deeply enraged by what he did. Like everyone knows about it. But there's something about that song people can't let it go. Like he has a lot of songs now that nobody listens to. Yeah, I feel like Ignition kind of slips through the cracks as not being like so R. Kelly branded. Like, I Believe I Can Fly is toast. It's done. It's it's R. Kelly through and through. But I feel like I could have thought Ignition was by someone else. No. And, I, and I might have thought that. Everyone. No, personally. Yeah. I'm just letting you know my association. Like, for me, I Believe I Can Fly is inextricably R. Kelly. I think for most people, Ignition is more so inextricably R. Kelly. Got it. Okay. I'm sorry for those people. Me too. Because it's a good song. Yeah, it's busting. It's so annoying when people who are like disgusting do something, you know, like have a talent. Yeah, as far as losing the music of a disgraced artist, like for us, there was only like three songs for R. Kelly. There was two. No, I feel like there's a third one. I don't know. I'm, I know the third one. I believe I can fly like I can live without. I don't really even like that <gasps> song. No. Oh, that's a loss. For me, the world's greatest that's the third one. That was, a, that was a tough loss for the community. Yeah. So there's three. It's not like, you know, anyone who had to grapple with Michael Jackson. It's like- I moved on. Song after song. I never, I never really got into MJ. Yeah. But for the people who did, who also like didn't want to support his music, like that's a lot of hits to oh, miss out on. that sucks. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. So I don't know how our final episode of the year became about R. Kelly. <laughs> But it did. And we're just, I'm excited for today's episode. You know what I love is that whenever we take a break, our last episode before the break always gets like double the amount of downloads because, you know, we're essentially giving people a month, like your maternity leave, people had a month to listen to that last episode. This time around, yeah. people have three weeks to listen to the final episode. So I want to make it so good. I want to be my best. I'm going to just be don't hilarious. Okay, but don't try too hard, please. Like, okay. we're best off the cuff natural. And... Yeah, I guess. And what's so exciting is that while the toast won't be on till the first week of January, there are a few things happening that should satiate you over the break. If you're a Patreon member, we have three episodes remaining for the rest of the month. You will get three episodes while we are away. So what's also exciting, even more exciting, I would venture to guess, is if you're not a Patreon member, if you sign up today, you will get not only those three episodes aforementioned, you will get the two that we already recorded this month, and you will get the hundreds that we have done over the last six years. There's so much content for you. If you're missing Yar Girls, now is the time to join Patreon. I know you're probably thinking like, I, I don't have Patreon. What is Patreon? I've never, you know, yeah. used the app. It's really so simple. Go to patreon.com slash the toast, make a login. You do have to make a login. You're done. It's all there. Videos, blogs, audio episodes, audio video episodes, so many different topics. You're going to find so many things that you love. It's really so simple. Don't be intimidated by the fact that it's like Patreon and you might not have ever used Patreon. Right. Before. It's very easy to use. It's a subscription service. So it's $7.99 for the month and you'll get access to everything we've ever recorded with that $7.99. So it might be a good way, you know, forego a coffee if you can and get a Patreon and, and, there's more. So you can, of course, listen to old episodes, join the Patreon while we're gone. But next week, you'll be able to watch something really special, really fabulous that I recorded, not recorded, filmed, excuse me, I was on set, that I filmed a little while ago. My comedy special will be out. You have to stay tuned for all the details. It'll be on my Instagram. You'll be able to find out every all the details once they come out. Um, but that'll be next week. So it's just very exciting. Like we're leaving you guys, we're leaving you guys, but we're also, we're giving treats. We're leaving you in good hands, I feel. I think so, We're too. not just ducking and running. We have support systems in place. Yes. We have nets after nets yep. to help you on your way down. Exactly. Back to January 4th, I think, would be our first episode of the year. I don't remember, but we'll figure it out. I know we took a, yeah. I know we took a generous lead time after New Year's. Yeah, because we've got to get back. Travel, and we've yeah. we've got to, you know, get ready. I think it was January 4th, but actually. It's giving 5th. 4th. Okay, 4th, yes. Fourth. Okay, fourth. May the fourth be with you. We'll see you then. So don't worry. And then we still have today's episode, which is going to be super fun. How are the stories? The stories themselves, I wouldn't say, are the strongest batch. However, they are all rife for commentary. Themselves? The stories themselves are rife for commentary, which is, I prefer, rather than like a hard story of hard news, that's like, congrats, grads. <laughs> congrats, grads. Or rip. Or Rip, like what more is there to say? Today we have five stories and I believe we'll have something to say about them. That's such good news. Yeah, I thought you would think so. So before we dive in, let's talk about this year. Okay. So I want to say, Jax, congrats, congrats on making it to the end of the year. I was thinking about this this morning. You know, this is a very challenging year for you. You went through a lot. You came out on the other side stronger and wiser than ever before. And I'm so excited to be spending the holidays with you. And more importantly, your children. And I dreamt of them last night. 
And I just, I'm really proud of us. Like this was a challenging year. You know, we talked about this a little bit on our most recent Patreon episode, but just looking at the year at a glance, like, you know, this year was, it's so important to remember, it could always have been worse. Of course. But it doesn't mean that you can't remark on, on the challenges. The you know, you yeah. were rooted from your home. You had a very complicated pregnancy. TGTG Baruch Hashem. Charles made it here with us. But then we yep. also, you know, Theo. Israel. Israel. It was a challenging year. Highs and lows. We had a great year work-wise. The toast is just yeah. bigger. The and toast is bussing. The, the toast is bussing. How did I live without that word for so long? I don't know, but are you going to start using it like in everyday life? Of course, it is bussing. So if you do really want to use that's it. That's my version. If you really want to use it correctly, most of the time it's referring to food. So you would say, this beef stew is bussin'. My Sakara meals are bussin'. Are they, though? Yes, they okay. are. They're hearty. Oh, yeah. No, if something's like really hearty and delicious and savory, it's bussin'. But my beef stew is bussin', and I'm so excited because I will be cooking beef stew on our trip, and I'm going to show you like what I've been talking about. We have been so organized for our upcoming trip. Shout out to Margo and Olivia, who have really been carrying the load in terms of our like- Our corporate queens created a calendar for us. It's color-coded, and they even got like what who's cooking what night and what they're making. It literally says like, Jackie's beef stew, Ben's chili. It's actually, I'm doing the chili because Ben is on the hook for like a lot of breakfasts and lunch. Yeah, that's so Ben. But Ben is, I mean, I would love to do a chili cook-off with Ben. I'm ready. I've been preparing for years. I don't know if I've had your chili since the great chili cook-off, which is available on Patreon. So if you join Patreon this month, you will be able to go watch it from our family trip like five years ago. I don't think you have. And even though my chili, like I've perfected it and I, I love it, I don't know that you will because it's not taco meat. No, but here's the thing. I meant to, I meant to tell spoon. you this. I meant to you tell you this. Spoon. So I Grab a spoon. A week ago, I went over to Taylor Strecker. She's like, I'm making my famous chicken chili. I'm like, oh, great. And then I was like, well, I like it. Like, I don't know if I have ever eaten Actually like chili. chili. That's not the one Ben makes for me, which is essentially taco meat. It was so good. And it's really not that different than what I eat. So Just a little soup beer? Yeah. And I still ate it with a fork. Okay, and you could put my chili like through a sifter. Yeah, a strainer, a strainer. <laughs> yeah, so we're very excited for our trip. What, but we were talking about the Beef year. Stew. We were having you a were nice saying, condo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we went to Bussin, but we were talking about the year. So highs and lows, I feel excited about how we're going to end off the year. And I just wanted to say I love you, and I'm so proud of you for what you really mm -hmm. championed. You went through so many hard things this year, and you never faltered in your strength and your perseverance, and you still remain just so positive. And I just think you're a role model for, for young moms, and I love you. Oh, my God, that is so nice. Thank you. Honestly, like... I'm really excited for the break. I feel like I've been burning out a little bit. So it's really nice to hear you say that. Um, I'm getting like, I'm just like. <laughs> it was a crazy tired. fucking year. I'm tired. I know, but it was a crazy year. And we need to acknowledge how, how much we went through and how far we came. And yeah. I feel like I grew up a lot this year. My year yes, of yes. You ha you've had a big year. A year of yes after 26 years of no. Yes. She's only 26. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, this last quarter has been incredibly emotionally difficult and no one has gone through it more with more strength and grace. Thank and you. every time someone asks me like how Claudia is doing, I'm like, she is so sad, but she's so measured like and level headed. You know, it's you haven't like lost your mind, even though you so easily could. Yeah. And even this entire time. And so every I know 2024 is going to be the year of turd. And I don't want to only focus on the challenging parts because it was such a no. great year. Like, yes. you know, professionally personally charlie like 
So many fabulous things happened this year. We're so blessed. The toast, everyone just like coming along for the journey, watching, being so supportive always. Like any the book, the book, the camera, the counselor. Like we had the so book. many amazing things happen this year. So I don't only want to focus on the bad. It was just a fabulous year. I'm sad that it's coming to an end. My year of yes. I do think I will be bringing the yes energy into next year. I, I'm, I feel pretty pleased about the decisions that I made this year. The trips I took. The, yeah. The businesses I ventured out on. Like I think it's good. Keep saying yes. Yeah. I love that. So your resolution was a success. Yes. That was like the first time I think I really followed through on a resolution the entire year. I was just saying that I have a resolution. I already forgot it. Do you remember? Not that you would remember more than I would. Not that I would remember maybe. something you said. Right. That was like personal. <laughs> Did you tell I remember me? When I, I remember when I said it, you were like, you know, yuck. It uh, wasn't for you. What, you're going to start homesteading and making your own toilet paper? <laughs> No, I forget what it was. Oh, I just remembered something I need to buy for our trip. I need to a sourdough starter kit? No, duty wipes. Like, I don't know. What, I think I've said this. I, I have from the boys. Oh, I guess I could steal the kids' wipes. Did I get wipes in my order? You know what? I don't think I did. I always forget the wipes. I also wanted English muffins. Um, I need to, I don't know if I've said this on the toast, but your friend Sam, who you were just talking about on your Instagram story, is married. I forgot wipes. Oh. Thank you for the reminder. I'm literally a mother. Bitch, I'm a mother. Now no you stealing the kids' wipes. That they don't even have. But back to wipes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's already a run on the wipes. I don't know if I've ever said this thing, but... Your friend Sam's husband, Ben, has this like theory about wipes. Has he ever told you it? I don't know. And he told me it one time, and let me tell you, it changed the way like I wipe my ass forever. Okay. He was just saying like how crazy it is that like you take a poop and you just like wipe it with toilet paper. When there's like duty on your skin, like if you got duty on your finger, you would run it under hot water, scrub, 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 like crazy. But there's literally duty on your skin and your butt. And like some people just use toilet paper. Like it's disgusting. I guess. Well, it's different if with your finger because you're going to use your finger again. Okay, you let's say you get, get it on your arm. And you just like wipe it off. You wouldn't just wipe it off. You would scrub <laughs> okay. it. But technically, not that I'm advocating for uncleanliness, but technically if you're wearing long sleeve all day and you happen to get duty up here and you wiped it off and then you put your long sleeve back on and you were going to wash your shirt. So now there's duty on your shirt. But you're going to wash it just like you would wash your underwear. Like, yes, but just it's it's funny to think about like how we just very nonchalantly like clean our asses very haphazardly, if you will. When if in any other scenario you got poop, fecal matter on any part of your skin, like you would scrub it off. And that was him basically advocating for wipes. I like the advocation, but it's like the part of your body that's designated for fecal matter. Of course. That you're not using for anything else. So we can wait until you shower. Yes, but it's just kind of crazy. I, I, I love wipes, so I'm here for this. Anything that's for cleanliness is for godliness. I love duty wipes. Like, they're my favorite. What do people call them? Wet wipes? Wet wipes. No, they're duty wipes in my house. They're wet wipes. Uh, they're just wipes. Yeah, yeah. We use the same wipes for really everything. So add it to the list. I need a duty wipes for adults and oh, children. Okay. I will. I just added it to my card. So um, we've got a great show. I'm like kind of hesitant to dive in because it's like the last time we'll be able to talk about ourselves for the rest of the year. Oh, that's hard. But I'm I'm all capped out on talking about myself for the year. I'm excited. I'm taking a vow of silence. No. Except for the three Patreon episodes <laughs> we have to do and hanging with my family. And of course, all the content you're going to make promoting my special. Of course. What do you have in mind for me? Some TikToks? Yes, I do have a lot of TikToks in mind. I'm going to be torturing everyone with my TikTok this holiday season. 
That's fine. Speaking of self-promotion, I just wanted to give an update because my book, I was on Amazon last night and it's back in stock on Amazon. Now, Amazon, I don't know if they were just doing this to be like thirsty and, you know, hype it up, but they were like one copy left. I don't really know how that's possible when it just came back in stock, but it is coming back in stock. Oh, maybe they weren't lying. Anyways, it will be back in stock for real before the holiday. So just keep, oh no, arrives before Christmas. Yeah, it's available now. And it doesn't say one left. So the warehouse is bussing. The warehouse is, who am I? (laughs) Claudia with a cold. No, I'm the warehouse and I'm sick because I have all these sick. sick books inside me. Sick books, the camera and the counselor, it's on Amazon. It doesn't say one copy anymore. So go get your copy on Amazon. If you want a signed copy, I believe the store Books and Greetings where I did my signing still has some signed copies left. So if you want to give like a very special gift to someone with a copy with my John Hancock, call up the store you and they'll order ship it, it out to you. You can order it. Just call them. Go to Google Books and Greetings in Livingston, New Jersey. Call them. I know it's kind of like a Rube Goldberg way to get it, but like it's that's the only way. way you get a signed copy. And it's like you're you're working hard. You're going out of your way to get a really thoughtful gift for someone that's not just like buying a book on Amazon, though that works too. No, and also you can, if you live in, in New Jersey, book. you could go to the store. That's true, but I feel like everybody who lives around there came, came to, to the, sign. Yeah. So you could call. What if you just called up Books and Greetings? It's an idea. Yeah. So I don't know how many copies they have left, but give it a shot. Whoever you gifted to would be like so honored to get a personalized copy from your girl. So all that to say, before we dive in. All that to say is that even when we're not working, we're still working and there's always content for you. Yes, but that's not what I was going to say. All that to say, happy holidays, happy new year, Jax, the end of a chapter, the beginning of a book. I love you dearly and let's dive in. Oh, now you're ready to dive in? Yeah. Was there anything else? No, but like two minutes ago, you weren't ready. It's crazy what can happen in two minutes. Yeah, me talking. So true. <laughs> also, Hanukkah ended last night. I hope everyone had a happy Hanukkah. Oh, you know what? You know where I went last night? I went to like a Hanukkah. It's like a little Hanukkah party. Oh, I saw. It looked so meaningful. It was so nice. So it was the last night of Hanukkah. We all lit candles and it was... um. We were hosting a group of, they were like honestly teenagers. They must've been like 16, 17 or 18 who all have either siblings or friends who are currently being held hostage. And they all just spoke a little bit about their um, experience, what they've been doing. They've basically just been traveling around the world. They went to the UN that day advocating for the release of the hostages. And a lot of them were, you know, there was their brothers and sisters who were kidnapped. Some of them, it was their parents. And everybody knows that video of the the beautiful brunette girl on the back of that motorcycle being taken into Gaza after the music festival. Her name is Noah. Um, Her friend was there and he was speaking on her behalf and he was like, you know, she doesn't have any siblings. Her mother has, you know, brain cancer. So some of her friends have been, she just got back from Australia. they're all traveling around the world advocating on her behalf because she doesn't really have a lot of people to do it for her. It was, it was very moving. Um, and I'm really glad that I went. It was so, and the, these kids, they're 16, you know? They're yeah. so tough. Like they were speaking and they like were on the verge of tears, but n- they didn't let a single tear shed. Like they were so tough and so strong and had such mental fortitude and they were so young. It was so impressive. I was like, I was so tired. I was like, should I go? Whatever. I was so glad that I went. And they were just like, so precious. A lot of them, their first time in New York, obviously, I think they were wishing they were here for a completely different reason. Right. But um, a lot of like the Jewish organizations that brought them, I think, had planned like fun activities for them because they're still just like 16 year old kids in New York for the first time. So they went to the Madonna concert last night at Barclays Center. And um, really cute. I'm so glad that I went. It was an amazing event. And I feel like there was like a couple of days where a lot of the hostages 
not a lot, but like some of the hostages were released, mostly the women and the elderly. And people have just kind of forgotten about all the men there, like people's dads. It was most of their older brothers. Um, there's still 135 people chilling in right. Gaza. And also any women above the age of 20. Yeah. What about them? And so one of the girls speaking, both of her parents, she was from Kibbutz Be'ari, which is really where a lot they of... Got hit. Yeah. And both of her parents were taken, and then her mom was one of the people released a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, my mom is here physically, but like mentally, she's not okay. Because one of all the things she experienced, and two, like her husband is still sitting there, and she knows the conditions. Right. It was so heartbreaking. These kids were just so strong. I couldn't get over like how young they were, because they just appeared so mature and so tough yeah we can't let the energy die down I feel like that's why they keep traveling the world and yes. speaking to everyone like it's just so crazy there's over 130 hostages of civilians people who were taken from their bed in their underwear mm -hmm. and being held hostage by a terrorist organization and that just seems to be what is it I saw a tweet that's like what how did the hostages become the subplot, subplot of the war like they are that's the reason we're in the IDF is in Gaza, like trying to rescue hostages. No, and these kids hostages. were these kids were really frustrated. They're like, "This is not how we want to be." Like going through this experience, like traveling around, begging people to believe us and begging people to care and share in our pain. They were like frustrated, and like the fact that they even have to go to the UN and explain to these officials what's going on and why it's important to advocate for the hostages being released. They were they were mad. No, I would be so mad. Did you see the video? I saw it this morning. Netanyahu, who's the prime minister of Israel, was meeting with the Red Cross, those yes. useless pieces of shit. And he was like, you guys need to put public pressure on Hamas to release the hostages. And the Red Cross woman, who this was her first time, the head of the Red Cross, her first time going to Israel since the start of the war, said, we can't put public pressure on Hamas. It won't they'll work. just close the door to us. And he was like, why don't you try? Right. What if you just tried something? No, these are people who have been shot, who have been stabbed, who are receiving no medical care, who are sitting in dark tunnels, who get no food. No, but if they, they get medical care from a local veterinarian. Right, right. You shot in the arm, the local vet will stitch you up. It's beyond. So I was really glad that I went. And you're, you're right. Like, we really can't stop talking about the hostages because while it's great that some of them have been released, the majority of them have not. Right. So I was glad that I went. It was a great event. And yeah. And anyone who wants peace, like start with hostage release and then and then maybe we can get towards peace. But there can't be peace when there are hostages in tunnels in their underwear with bullet wounds who have been separated from their family and kidnapped in the middle of the night. Release, Period. release, then peace. Release, then peace, then cease. Ooh, I love. It would probably be Cat. release, then cease, then peace. That could work. That could work. <laughs> cap, no cap. Bussin. Now, without further ado, do, 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 for the last time in the year after 2022, uh, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Sunglass Hut. It's the season of giving, but finding that perfect gift can often feel like searching for a needle in a haystack. We have found the perfect solution to all of our gifting woes, all the shades of holiday at Sunglass Hut, where it's all about the magic of gifting. 
Nobody has ever been mad for receiving a pair of sunglasses. One, it's just, ever. it's a universal thing. Everybody loves sunglasses. Two, there's no sizing. Like it works for everybody. It's such a good gift. Sunglass Hut has brands from all different price ranges and they really carry such fabulous styles and the in-store experience is really premium. I went like about a month ago, about a week ago. I was <laughs> that. And I had the best time. Like seriously, Wendy, the sales associate, was so helpful, like helping me find, my face shape has changed. I used to go for just like the biggest, most oversized covering my face. And she was like helping me try on different styles with like round frames, square frames. She was really helpful, really smart and knowledgeable. And she really helped me find the perfect gift for myself. And I also got you two pairs of sunglasses. They have a special holiday gift guide where you can easily find trendy Versace shades for your stylish bestie, Oakley shades for your sporty cousin, or even a Ray-Ban pair for that iconic person in your life. Their gift guide is the best place to find gifts for everyone. And if you need to show some extra love, Sunglass Hut is the ideal gifting destination thanks to their customization and engraving options. You can let, let a friend pick their own and give them a Sunglass Hut gift card instead. Just talk to the expert sales associates, try out their latest technology both inline and on store. Their personalized services make holiday shopping a total breeze with services like Buy Now, Pay Later, Sun Love Protection Plan. Head over to Sunglass Hut and discover the special selection of shades in store and online at sunglasshut.com. They're the perfect gift for everyone this holiday season. Again, you can shop in store or online. Today's episode is also brought to you by Wella Professionals. Wella Professionals has over 140 years of experience. A hair care brand that was developed initially for professional use only and previously was only sold in salons. It's consistently ranked among the top loved brands by professional stylists and now you can get your hands on their products. Their new line, The Ultimate Repair, is their most premium lime to date. It was developed with over 140 years of experience and research to deliver the very best. So the Miracle Hair Rescue repairs hair in only 90 seconds. If you use a lot of heat on your hair and you're always concerned about how much heat you're using, what products you put in your hair before you style is so important. And I happen to love the Miracle Hair Rescue from Wella. It has key ingredients like AHA and Omega-9. It rebuilds the hair bonds inside the strands and replenishes the outside barrier of damaged hair. Their bonding serum, serum repairs hair damage in 90 seconds. It's a luxury product. It's so easy to use. So I do it when I wash my hair on my hair wash days, like three times a week before I sit down to blow dry my hair. I'll coat my hair, maybe like 10 to 15 pumps of the Miracle Hair Rescue. Let it sit for at least 90 seconds. And then I just style as normal. My hair feels really good after feels strong, looks really shiny. I love this product. Also, it smells so good. Super. It does. I have it in my hair right now, Turdula. So do I. Um, it's easy to apply. You can leave it in all day, and it's also safe to use on colored hair, and it can be applied right after you towel dry your hair. So you can try the Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue with 10% off the travel size on Amazon by using our promo code 10TOAST. That's 10-T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Wella. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holiday season, you get to define how you give it to yourself. The holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during those tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. You know, mental health can be a challenge during the holiday season. Some people find the holidays really isolating, overwhelming, anxiety-inducing. There's a lot of travel. And so Taking care of yourself should not be put on the back burner. And I feel like everyone gets really busy this time of year. BetterHelp makes it so easy to always be putting yourself first, no matter where you are, if you're traveling for the holiday season, because it's therapy done online. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So what's great about BetterHelp is, of course, you can do it anywhere. So if you're traveling for the holidays or if you're just like a person with wanderlust, you can always, you know, stay grounded 
grounded, talk to your therapist and you can do it on any medium that's comfortable for you. So you can chat with them via text, phone call, video chat, whatever you feel most comfortable. And if you're not vibing with the therapist that they match you with, which is totally normal, they let you switch really easily and it's not awkward. So it's the season of giving and you need to give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash toast to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash toast for 10% off your first month. Thank you, La. You're welcome. Our first story, a little young love. Olivia Rodrigo and Lewis Patridge confirm their relationship with a cheeky makeout session in New York City. Emphasis on the cheeky. Yeah, it was giving cheek crack hole. It was giving cheek crack hole. Olivia Rodrigo confirmed her romance with her new beau, Lewis Patridge, during a steamy makeout session in New York City. The pair, both 20 years old, good to know, were photographed packing on the P date. Olivia Rodrigo's 20. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that, but yeah. I thought she was like 24. Oh, I thought she was 19. Snitch said yesterday she was 19. And how old is Sabrina Carpenter? Because I also thought she was like 24. She's older. Remember, she's an older girl. That was in the lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's... Sabrina, 24, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, this is like kind of a very mature, advanced makeout session for 20-year-olds. Like, I was not making out with anyone like this when I was 20. I was like a freak. Really? I feel like that. this is how like 20-year-olds make out. No way. 20 is so young. No. Yes. You're an adult. Mm, you're still in college if you're not Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, but so you're on your way to adulthood. College is where you transition from an adolescent yeah. to an independent adult. Now, let me ask you a question because everybody seemed to know who this Lewis Patridge fellow was, and I had right. never heard of him. I don't know her either, but... I think he's from the show Enola Holmes. Oh, and no, I thought you were saying Enola. I'm like, yeah, that's why I added the Holmes because that so that you would know. Yeah, the show is Enola Holmes. Yeah, with Millie Bobs. He's also in Paddington too. Did you know? Do you know the origin of the bear Paddington? I know nothing. I just know he's a bear in a raincoat. Let me tell you the sweetest story that I didn't know. I always like. Paddington because oh. he's a bear in a raincoat and it's so cute and he did that sketch with the, with queen. the queen just remind me I have somebody to tell you that I just found out also okay so basically the character of Paddington do you know what the kinder transport was that was during the holocaust about during the holocaust a, kids. A, a, a train full of German Jewish kids were sent to Britain to save them from being exterminated it was only kids no parents they all came with a backpack on and a tag around their neck that like said their name mm-hmm. and who they were and it was called the kinder transport and the creator of Paddington saw those kids and that's why Paddington is he like is at the train station he has a tag he's based on the kids from the kinder transport oh my god I'm gonna cry no I'm literally gonna cry so Paddington is Jewish Paddington is a Jew Oh, and, you got to get Harry a Paddington bear. And he's a Zionist. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. I thought that was, I had no idea. Okay, well, the my, origins. my fun fact is like so dumb compared to you. Okay. I just found out that Barry Manilow, the singer of At the Copa, Copa Cabana, who like looks Jewish, but I feel like is not. Um, he is responsible for many of the famous jingles on television, including Like a Good Neighbor, State Farm is There. Musical icon. I am stuck on Band-Aid, but Band-Aid stuck on me. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, remember that one from when we were growing up? He was talking about it in an interview, how like a lot of people don't know that, but these are songs that have been on TV, like the uh, State Farm one for 40 years, and he considers them his greatest hits. As he should. Isn't that cute? That is cute. 
Great. This a lot of oh, Lewis Patridge was in Medici. I watched that. Oh, he was one of the younger brothers, though. I recognize him. Okay. I mean, he's a very handsome fella. I just feel like I was really showing my age, but by never having heard of this person. Yeah. And also like that we didn't watch Enola Holmes. Yeah, yeah. But the pictures were really cute. They're frolicking around New York, getting her suitcase out of the car. She's holding a box of Ritz crackers, relatable. And they're making out and his fingers like up her butt. And it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. They're they're laughing. They look just like a bunch of kids in love, honestly. It's like it's a very cute photo shoot. Yeah, I, I'm so here for it. What's not to like, really? What's not to like, really? I, I mean, I guess she'll tell us when she writes a song about right. like, what he did yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, we're all hooked on Lewis Patridge. Right, right. Hashtag Lewis Patridge is over party. Bloodsucker fame fucker. Yeah, bleeding me dry like a goddamn vampire. Yeah, so let's enjoy it while it lasts. I was actually listening to Guts not on my to way. Not to say that her relationship won't last, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah. like it's... What goes up? I was watching, I was listening to Guts on my way to work this morning. Like really, it's giving, it's giving female empowerment. I was just like kind of stomping through the street, you know? Oh, it don't mean a thing. God loves fucking embarrassed. She's so good. Like she really is like the real deal. Yeah. Not a one hit wonder. Not a one hit wonder. Even though I never said she was a one hit wonder. And what I said was, it was too soon to say whether or not she would be a one-hit wonder. And I Though disagreed. Might, you, you thought that, that the game was called already. Because Deja Vu had already come out and there was like all this hype right. for the no, album. No, 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 because technically she had two hits, but a one-hit wonder isn't a technical term. It's like colloquial. No, a one-hit wonder a, is like a one-hit wonder. It's okay. Like Billy Ray I Cyrus. I cannot relitigate this. I cannot yeah, you know, relitigate. Listen, it's the end of the year. We're supposed to be harmonious. Let's not bring up acrimonious beefs from years past. But I just, I think, I feel like the way that that conversation gets remembered is I was saying she was a one hit wonder when that was never my point. My point was the jury was still out. Yes, you're right. Like everybody clowns on you. Like Jackie, she wasn't a one hit wonder. But, and that isn't what you said. But I, I don't feel like a clown because I'm like, you guys aren't, you guys are not remembering And maybe correctly. if you had a job that you were passionate about, you would know what it's like, but you don't. Maybe if you had an argument that you could argue correctly, you would know what it's like to remember what you said. But you but don't. But you don't. <laughs> but you don't. I'm starving. What are you going to have for your last lunch of the work day of the year? I don't think I'm going to be having my last lunch of the year, like, in the studio. Usually I have lunch in the studio every day, but it's, like, no, but you, it's you monotonous. tomorrow. It's not your last lunch of the year. No, but, I feel like, like... you should have a TWB. A warm bowl? Yeah, to commemorate. I'm just, like, kind of over the warm bowls. Like, I've really... I, I hyperfixated so hard on this one meal for the last literally two years, and I think I'm actually finally, like, kind of sick of it. Yeah, because then it starts to taste like your environment. Like, it just tastes like work. Work. Yeah. yeah. And you can't change it up because you're you. Right. It's not like I can get something else at this place. I go to or a like restaurant. Add, like, you know, a, a dressing. A sriracha. No, I go to a restaurant and there's one, if I'm lucky, maybe two items that I can eat. This place, there's only one. Why don't you go to the other place that we used to go to before the other place opened? I actually had it, like, like twice last week it, but that's a place with a lot of options you could get a pizza yeah I know but if I'm gonna get a pizza like okay I'll just go get good pizza like I don't have to go to the workplace why don't you go across the street to the fancy restaurant I should that place is good but that's reserved for special occasions like when you're in town and me you and Harry have lunch or like a work thing I always take people to that place yeah but it's a special occasion it's the last work day of the year okay now I just suppose I'm supposed to go eat by myself actually um, I have it, my kindle what's Ben up to 
he has a meeting on Long Island. Mm, strong Island. Yeah. Strong Island. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Is it number two? Yeah, 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 number yeah, two. yeah. Don't get your Bragas in a twist. I won't. Even though this story has my Bragas in a twist, honestly, for real. Okay. Watch What Happens Live producers remove Andy Cohen's after show from X after the platform is deemed not safe due to anti-Semitism. Yeah. Have you seen this? I have. It felt so bizarre it's and so, random. It's counterproductive here's the deets producers that watch what happens live with andy cohen have pulled their after show from elon musk's ex formerly known as twitter to prevent their content from showing up alongside anti-semitic posts page six can exclusively reveal a source told page six on wednesday that production was concerned about their content living adjacent to inappropriate hateful or anti-semitic advertising or content staffers wanted the content to live in a safe space they're also told Andy, who is Jewish and both an executive producer and host on the show, was involved in making this decision. Honestly, this feels like so performative of Andy. Like, it's just like making news. I don't think it's like actually making any change. And I think we all know, like, in terms of the social media platforms that we should be advocating against when it comes to anti-Semitism, like X is so not even our problem. Yeah. And everyone has made like X the poster child for anti-Semitism when you, when, if you look at the data, the amount of anti-Semitic, anti-Israel sentiment on TikTok is whopping and staggering compared to even Instagram, which is whopping and staggering compared to X. Like this is not even, we need a better word than performative because performative just is like doing something just, you know, say that you did it and not really caring. But this is actually like, if you care about anti-Semitism. It's counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive. It's for lack of a better word, dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Especially if you're staying on, if your show and you're, you still have an account on TikTok, then like right. you make no sense. No, it's so true. I just read like a, a young person, a, like a minor who goes on the app is like 70% more likely to walk away after spending 30 minutes with like a negative view towards Jews and Israel. Like it, this, the data is there, so the statistics are there and like nobody really talks about it. And everyone's just sort of focused on, on X when like, who cares? Like no one's even on X. No, X but has it's no, not X even has about no influence. X has that's no influence. Not true. I not think for so. You, not for you, but it does. For young but that's people? not even the issue. It's like if you care about anti-Semitism on social media, then you start at the top. You don't start with the platform that is the least problematic. For what? What are yeah. you accomplishing? Yeah. This was just like so random. Like, I, I don't really feel like Andy has said or done anything to like, you know, about anti-Semitism. And so I think this is like him like making a statement and I don't think it's saying much. No, and he consistently does the least, like does the bear, he meets the bar and it's very low, mm -hmm. but he meets it all the time. And now you want to like step your pussy up with this? Yeah, no. Like this take an actual stand. What does this do for, this doesn't move the needle on anti-Semitism, sorry. No, it doesn't. That's that's the most important thing. It, it doesn't actually do anything. And like if you guys sat down and, and the fact that the staffers want a safe place for their show, like get a grip, my yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Look they around. Want a safe place for their like, for their show about like silliness and ding dong doorbell gay shark, like calm down. Yeah. You're safe. You're safe. You're marked as safe. It's just, it's just meaningless. Yeah, but they just like went, nobody asked. They went so far out of their way for like, why? That's, that's it. That's it. Here's the thing, it, it's, a, it's layered. It's one, nobody asked. Two, even if we did ask, like, this was the incorrect move. Yeah. Because. It doesn't move the needle. 
it is established that of all of the social media platforms, X is the least anti-Semitic, even though, you know, people want to frame it to be like Elon is an anti-Semite. And right. He's really but, not. Right. When you look into it, he's not. But like, I guess people don't look into it is the problem. Right. Right. So this looks performative. Yeah. Um, having said that, Nicki Minaj was on Watch What Happens Live and she did an amazing job. She's really like such a character. Mm -hmm. And it was a great episode. What did she do? Just because she's promoting her album, Pink Friday 2. And she was t she watches a lot of Housewives. And they like there was this thing last week where <laughs> Kathy Hilton was leaving like insane comments on Nicki Minaj's social media being like, Nicki, please, I need to speak with you. And Andy was like, did you ever get in contact with her? She's like, I did. I don't know what she wants for me, but she had so many nice things to say about my album. So whatever she wants, I'll do. They love that. Yeah. Nicki Minaj, whenever she enters the Bravo universe, really, it, it brings joy. Whenever she enters anything, really, like, and makes herself known, it's really enjoyable. She's, I'm going to listen to some Nicki Minaj today while I'm driving. That'll be fun. She is like a character. I feel like I've missed out on years worth of music and driving. Oh, because you know? of the car. Because I just started driving and now it's like all these hits from when I was a teenager when other people were driving and had the windows down listening to them like I need to go experience those moments like you're, I need to go listen to Pink Friday with my windows no, down. You're just like 16 years old like you're going to be like this one is for the boys in the boom system like tap, tap. I've never I've never had super bass from the, the from driver's the, from seat. The driver's seat right. I know what I'm doing today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's catching up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's got some catching up to do. Are you ready for our next story? This yes. one is for the turdies. In the Booma system? Top down AC with the cooling system. Okay, wait. This one is for the girls in the... This one is for the boys. Oh, so this one is for the boys right. in the booming system? At, at this point, it's all muscle memory. It's like, all one word. This yeah. one is for the boys in the booming system. Top down AC with the... Like, it's all one it's word. It's like when you learn a song in another language and you don't know what the actual words are. Like, what are words and what are... For, yeah. Sentences, you yeah. just like just keep saying it. The sounds. Yeah. Yeah. But this song is for the turdy. Okay. Not song, story. And for the snitch. Okay. Should I keep giving clues? Oh, am I supposed to be guessing? No, but should we do that? You know I love a game. You do. All right, hit me. Give me clues. Okay. It is, I'll give you, it was reported, the initial report comes from Deadline. That might give you a sense of like what it's about. TV, like business. It's for snitch and it's for turdy. And it's some book news. <gasps> yes, the things we never got over is being made into a TV show. Yep, Amazon MGM Studios is developing Lucy Score's bestseller, Things We Never Got Over for TV. So this is a book that snitch and turdy love. And it's just like, it was, it, it, it's a similar to me too, It Happens One Summer. It just like swept the world and the smut world took it by storm. It was one of the biggest like romance books probably last year. Yeah, agreed. And, and it now really it put will, Lucy Score on the map. She's been like a romance writer for many, many years. She has so many books. And I think this was like her first major hit. And then everybody went and read all of her other books. I've read so many of her books now. She's amazing. Yes, so Amazon MGM Studios is in development on Things We Never Got Over, a series adaptation of the best-selling romance novel by Lucy Score. Set to adapt the book and executive produce the show is Amy Rarden from Echo. This is the first book in Amy Score's New York Times best-selling Knock em Out series, which has sold over 5 million copies in total. Wow. I thought that was interesting. The second book was not good. I just want everyone to know that. Well, if the first show is good... 
then maybe the second one will be made into an also good show. Yeah. Jolly good show. I think it will. I actually think this being a TV show is a great idea. I love this. And you just reminded me, I saw a video yesterday inside. It was like all the girls who work at Reese's Book Club. They were like in the office talking about their work. It literally, like if I had to quit and get a job I would want to work at Reese's book club they like read all day their office is so cute it's just like books everywhere and it's like reading nooks everywhere and they love their job it was the cutest thing ever you know who needs that job not that she's looking for a job Stitch Dana yes Dana needs to be like that work for like either Oprah's book club Reese's book club or any publication or even if she worked at a publishing house where she had to read a bunch of manuscripts because not only does she love to read and she reads really quickly and like actually understands what she's reading but she's such a good judge of books like that is the right job for her I need to use my platform to get her that job you do it's giving younger or she could work at book of the month also because they do the same thing yep but Reese's book club was just like so aesthetic like it was so cute oh yeah for that her transport it's not gonna cut it yeah (laughs) so so perhaps not but she also loves her job so so like she's fine. You guys will have to make her a really good offer. Yeah, when she can't refuse. Or yeah, she could be like read with Jenna's like chief reader. Right. She actually could probably do that as a hobby. Yeah. As, as a side hustle. But back to Lucy's score, I just feel like we are always talking about things getting adapted, things getting picked up, book by, book rights being bought. I feel like I never see results. We see, we see very little in terms of production. Well, that's something that happens just because your book gets... Bought, bought doesn't mean necessarily it will get made but I feel like Amazon someone there is they have their finger on, on the, pulse. the pulse and it's like these books are huge there's built-in audiences I can't believe more people aren't clamoring because reading has and especially like these romance books these YA novels smut books like cult audiences the work is done and the stories are written like no and I feel like two years ago we were talking about that it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey had been bought also by Amazon never came true let me check in on it so many things like they just you're right they take them off the market so that like Netflix can't buy it but Mm -hmm. they don't always create something and that's frustrating for like fans of the books okay this was in June 2022 okay a year and a half ago BCDF pictures and frolic media but let me see. But it happened one summer? Yeah. They were producing it. So not Amazon. So like those people have to make the movie and then someone buys it. That's not so long ago to have to need to like, that's also a year and strike, a half. The and the strike. And it could still happen, TL. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. I wish it would move faster. Of course. But of we course. have, well, I think next year it ends with us is coming out the movie. Oh, yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Mm-hmm. I've never read Things We Never Got Over. I don't think that's so crazy. And I don't think you need to read it. Because my gripe with it is that it's too long for a book of its nature. It's like, like 700 it's over, pages. Yeah. And it's just if I'm reading a 700 page book, it's Elon Musk. And that's who I'm working on right now. Or like the Iliad. Like. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't recommend it to you, actually. Thank you. But it's one of the books that when I, you know, when my minions come it, to me and they say, Turdy, Turdy, help us. We want to get it into smut. It's probably like the fifth book I recommend, only because it's very long. Yeah, and the first one is It Happened One Summer. It happened. Actually, I just went through this. Hold on, because somebody was texting me like, I'm going on my honeymoon. I want like sexy books. Um, I think oh, That's a was. good post to do on Redheads, like. Honeymoon sexy picks? Honey. We've done honeymoon picks, but not sexy honeymoon picks. 
Oh, I also say uh, Crossing the Line by Lucy Score. But yeah, it happened one summer. And then probably a coho is in there. Um, sometimes I recommend ugly, ugly Love, but once you really get into smut, you realize Colleen Hoover is actually not smutty at all. I never read Ugly Love. Oh, I, I loved it. I can't I think find my the last coho was November 9th, and then I had had enough. November 9th was cute. Yeah. All right, so hopefully this one comes to fruition because this did book is really read, popular. Did you read Layla? No. It was cute. You should. It's about a ghost. Yeah, but it's it, they make it make sense. I know. Just one thing about me is like what I've learned, especially this year by reading like a couple books that are not based in extreme reality. Things with magical realism, like I don't like. I didn't like One Italian Summer. I didn't like... Iron Flame. I but you liked in five years. That's the only one I was just going to say. I actually and you really liked, liked Fourth Wing. Yeah, like the second half. It and just you like nothing to see here. I did like nothing to see here. I didn't like the measure. That's, okay, so it's just a book dependent. Yeah, I guess it's such is life. Don't just write things off, flattered. I won't. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Skims, perchance. It is. Oh my gosh. If I was a braver woman, I would show you my bra right now because it's the new Skims bra. Do and it's, it. Do no. it. But just believe me. Just trust and believe your girl. Skims is creating the next generation of underwear, loungewear, and shapewear. And we are two girls with, with bodies. You know, we don't have like bodies. We have bodies. Like our bodies have been through things. We need support. Jackie's breastfeeding. Like we can't just wear bras. You know, we have no, to wear. You can't just like go to a store and buy a bra off the no. shelf. We need to wear brassieres. Made by women for, for women. women. And Skims bras, I mean, I've said this story about how my back problems literally were because I was wearing the wrong bra. I didn't even know. And then I got the t-shirt bra that fits everybody one from Skims and it changed my life. Like wearing it today, I got two more actually yesterday in new colors. Your favorite, Your favorite Skims staples, like the Fits Everybody collection, the Cotton collection, the Soft Lounge collection, the Sleep collection, they are all now available in cheerful holiday colors and festive prints. Plus, Skims signature holiday collections are back for the season and designed for the whole family. The reason I love Skims, one of many, is that they're super size inclusive. So they have size extra, extra small, up to 4X for women, and they have unisex styles, and they start at newborn sizing for children's styles. You'll never be this cozy at home for the holidays. They make holiday shopping so easy with styles for everyone in the family. Skims Holiday Gift Shop is the destination for all your gifting needs. Believe the hype. They have over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims Holiday Gift Shop is now open at skims.com. Plus, get free shipping on orders of over $75. After you place your order, be sure to let them know that the toast sent you. Select podcast in the survey, and be sure to select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Today's episode is also brought to you by State Farm. As Barry Manilow would say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there at the Copa. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. The plan's all about being personal to you and your needs. That means you're going to get the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. Think about it like this. From your go-to coffee orders to your favorite pair of sweatpants, we know that you love to personalize your entire day just like we do. From... You know, I, I won't get it. I feel like I keep bringing up the tacos and it's like maybe going to become a point of contention for us. So, you know, from what we like to eat to what we wear, Jackie and I are so well, we different. we can even move on to lunch. I like a warm bowl. Jackie's doing a meal plan. Like we have different <laughs> needs because we're different people. And State Farm gets that. Like we're different people. Therefore, our insurance should be different and it should be personalized to us. Clearly, 
personalization just makes any anything and everything better. State Farm believes that insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage, and your selections can all be personalized by you. And that's what makes State Farm and Loy not like other insurance. Like they get it. They get how personal insurance can be. And Loy, maybe they'll move over the Barry Manilow jingle to End Loy. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer of availability and eligibility may vary. Like a good neighbor, State Firm is there. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. The results of switching your dog's food from kibble to fresh can seem like magic. When a senior dog starts acting like a puppy again and the pickiest of eaters cannot wait for dinner time, you might think that some spells were cast, but The Farmer's Dog doesn't use any sorcery. They just use science. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages because it's not kibble. It's not canned goo. It's just real healthy food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are highly processed and they can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to. And they're really difficult to portion accurately. So you don't know if your dog is under eating or overeating. But the farmer's dog, they're not just fresh, higher quality food. They're also going to send you the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight live up to two and a half years longer than overweight dogs. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin, better breath, easier digestion, smaller, better poops. A healthy diet isn't just for humans, and it doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health. Helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. I am triggered. Get 50% off your first <laughs> box of fresh, healthy dog food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. For what it's worth, Theo loved his farmer's dog food. It was really the highlight of his day. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get 50% off your first box and free shipping. Thank you, farmer's dog. Thank you, Latturd. You're welcome. Our next story, Prince Harry wins his lawsuit uh, against the Mirror, saying, I've been told that slaying dragons will get you burned. So, oh, God. He had to go and be cringe? He did. It's a kind of good saying. I've never heard that before. What? Say it again. Slaying dragons will get you burned. Is that good or bad? I don't get the phrase. It's like you can't, you know, do anything worthwhile without keep taking a couple punches something okay prince harry speaking out after his lawsuit win against a new uk newspaper publisher over allegations of phone hacking and other unlawful acts. oh wow yeah the duke of sussex who was awarded one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, he was unable to be present in london's high court on friday due to the short notice of the hearing according to his lawyer however he issued a long and powerful statement that was read aloud at the courthouse Quote, well phone hacking is insane it reminds me of you know i wish i was a tampon inside your vagina Right, but that wasn't a hacking. No, it was just like a bad coincidence. Yeah. It was nothing illegal was done. Because, you know, before I realized that they had like actually done something illegal, I thought he was suing for like slander and, you know, libel. Well, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he is currently involved in three other cases against newspapers in the UK, including the Daily Mail. But I had seen some headlines that some things like weren't going his way. And that's why I was surprised to see this today because I didn't realize there was four different ones. But if in their documentary, they do talk about a couple of the different lawsuits. But I think the Daily Mail, they publish, are they the ones that publish the letter? Which letter? That Megan. Oh. Or, yeah, that Megan wrote yes. dad. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're suing over there. 
So the thing is, is like for for actual things like hacking into like breaking the law, you absolutely should sue. But I always find it so interesting anytime I get into like Harry and Meghan and just the royals in general, how much reverence they have towards the tabloids in British media. And it might be a cultural difference because to me, the mirror is the same as like, okay magazine. Like I would never read something in okay magazine and be like, oh my God, Angelina Jolie's, you know, a mother of 10 children. Like they just say like such absurd things. And I'm always surprised how much weight and like deference the Royals put on British tabloids. And maybe it's a cultural difference and maybe the British tabloids carry more weight in the UK. It is. We've had this conversation and people always chime in. It was also a big part of their documentary. Just like tabloid culture there is not what it is here. And it's very much taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And the Royals like play their part in it too. Like they work with them. Yeah. For stories. It's like a necessary evil. It's just, it's different there. I still don't understand it. I can, but I can understand it's different. No, but that's really insane. Like to hack someone's phone. So like, honestly, good on him for suing and and pursuing this and, and winning. Um, yeah. He wrote Slaying a long statement. Dragons. You want to read it? Um, it's really long. So, sure. I, I'll read it until, like, we feel like I should stop. Okay. This case is I feel not like you ju- should stop. <laughs> <laughs> I could read it with gusto. No, no. Read it, read it, read it. This case is not just about hacking. It is about a systemic practice of unlawful and appalling behavior, followed by clever ups and destruction of evidence, the shocking scale of which can only be revealed through these proceedings. Hmm. The journey to justice can be a slow and painful one, and since bringing my claim almost five years ago, defamatory stories and intimidating tactics have been deployed against me at my family's expense. He should have used our line about the wheels of justice, you know? Yes, but I have to say this is actually a very well-written statement. And so, as I too have learned through this process, patience is in fact a virtue, especially in the face of vendetta journalism. My commitment to seeing this case through is based on my belief in our need and our collective right to a free and honest press and one which is properly accountable when necessary. That is what we need in Britain and across the globe. Anything else is poisoning the well for a profession we all depend upon. Okay. There's you lost more, me there a little bit at the end, but you got the gist. Yeah. Good job. You don't see the wheels of justice doing that thing. Yeah, no. Can't be hacking. Sorry. Can't be hacking. No. Not cool. Not cool. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Wow. Fifth and final story for the fifth and final episode of the year. Well, no. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. It's It's not the fifth and final episode of the year. Oh, it's the 205th and final episode of the year. Actually, I wonder what episode number we are at. I think it's like 200. I think yesterday was 204. Oh, of so this I was right. Year. Yeah, the hold on. Let me triple check. The fifth and final story of the 205th and final episode of the year. Let me triple check, but you can start reading. But even if it's not the case, Tardy, just like go with it. I just who want to be know? factual and let no, people but, know. But like who would know? Unless it's more. Don't diminish our credit today's oh we're about this is our 208th episode of the year that's insane no it's it's absolutely bonkers bonkers it's madness it's crazy how much we podcast i know and the fact that people still listen is nuts no no no. of course you do what else are you doing what else what else is there to do what else is there to listen to nothing Nothing. Our fifth and final story, which I feel passionate about, and I hope that you will at least pretend to, because it's cute stuff, okay? Okay. It's a little collab news, a little retailing collab. There will be a Bridgerton-themed collection launching at Williams-Sonoma for gentle readers everywhere. Oh, that's cute. I was When you were saying uh, Bridgerton collab with, I was like, who's it going to be? I thought maybe it would be that brand of like, 
prairie dresses that everyone's obsessed with Hill House. Oh, that's cute. Or like that Selby or Love Shack Fancy. That would also be cute. Yeah, but this is better. Because I immediately went clothing because the b- clothing in Bridgerton is like such a main part of it. But this is so no, cute. It's so good. There are so many products varying in like seriousness and price. And okay. and it's like the vibe of Bridgerton is so good. So you have to wait until May 2024, as we know, to watch the next season. But you can start spilling the literal tea right now. On Friday, Williams-Sonoma released an exclusive collection of foods, tableware, baking mixes, and gifts inspired by the Netflix series, which is set among London's high society in the early 1800s. So they have like sweet treats that you can get, like cookies and biscuits oh. and... um because Williams-Sonoma does also sell food, but they also have like tablescapes. So tablecloth, right. table runner. They What's have a the picnic. vibe? Like, oh, it's um like girly swirly tea party. Oh, tea party florals. That's really cute. I think I'm going to get this tablecloth because I have a round table and I need a tablecloth and it's so cute. And these plates. I love, like, I feel like collabs have gotten to a point. Maybe, like, Barbie ruined collabs. It was just, like, so exhausting. Barbie ruined collabs. It's just, like, nothing was original. Nothing was special. And I feel like now collabs are just kind of, like, meaningless. But this is a very, like, these are two powerhouse brands. I don't think Williams-Sonoma does, like, a ton of collabs. And Bridgerton, I don't think, ever has. And they're two brands with such, like, distinct brand identities that bringing them together. And they're two brands with, like, huge followings. I yeah. love this. But also, like, Williams-Sonoma, it's quality stuff. It's not just, like, here's a bunch of Bridgerton crap. Yeah, no, it's, like, everything is made well. And it's, you know, it's pricey, but you are you get what you pay for. Yeah, so you want Williams-Sonoma quality tings, but, like, with the Bridgerton style because it's gorgeous and pliny. Yeah. I am personally am obsessed. Yeah, and they that's also really have, cute. They have this Bridgerton picnic basket. This one's $350. So cute. I mean, who on God's green diddly dally earth needs a biscuit picnic? Oh my God, I'm having a stroke. Picnic basket? Mm-hmm. No, but, I don't know. Especially one that's like not insulated. Yeah, no, I guess it's for people who just like romanticize their life and like throw cheese and a baguette into a thing and go to the park. Right, but also for people who like romanticize their life for Instagram. Who make content. Who make content. And I just want to say like, Kudos to those people, even though they're like, you. it's so hard to like make content and like to do things like that and make it look nice. Because I saw someone, not to for the third day in a row, bring on, bring up homesteading. Mm-hmm. But I saw someone was like clowning on Ballerina Farm because it's like she's, you know, doing all these things and making content. It's like, it's hard enough to make your own bread and raise seven children while you're pregnant with your eighth. But you're also filming all of it in a quality way and putting these videos together that are like so aesthetic. Kudos to you, Ballerina Farm. Okay, then there was like some, something else about Ballerina Farm. People were like mad because they found out her husband's dad like started JetBlue or whatever, and she's like not a real farmer or whatever. Like because who she comes cares? because she has access to money. Okay, like I'm jealous. Like I'm like, what am I going to do? Kill her because she married someone rich? Like no, who cares? And it's I saw a comment that she's like uh, inauthentic to the homesteading life. Inauthentic to homesteading life, cosplaying being poor, but it's like I think she really lives this life. And she's showing other people who might like need these tools how to do it. And she's making it look manageable. Also, and they're like, she has nannies probably. They're just not in the frame. The woman has seven kids and she's pregnant with her eighth. That's insane. And she's making her own dinner rolls. No, like the way, whatever the opposite of like homesteading mom is, is what I'm going to be like, come on kids, we're going to McDonald's. Like I just can't, I, like who's the energy? Just wait, turdy. What? Just wait until you ha- you work so hard to have a child and you want to try and give them everything that's good for them and not poison them. Like, 
That's yeah. how it starts to feel. But, but I then think also, a little poison is good sometimes. A little, but then sometimes you see the joy of a French fry and you're like, yeah. go, uh, go in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Like anything else in life, balance. I agree. I mean, I'm sure that Ballerina Farm gets in her car and drives over to McDonald's and houses a McFlurry. I'm sure of it. I mean, I don't know how you can have seven kids and just not, you know, just to keep your sanity. Yeah, but I also saw her pantry. Like, Is she her does- name Ballerina? So that's her handle. Okay, but like who's Ballerina? Oh, I don't know. I've, I've only encountered her in the last few days. So I'm sure there's a lot about her that I don't know. But I'm so impressed with this woman. And like people try and like diminish her accomplishments. Like even if she just had seven kids and sat on her arse all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While pregnant with the eighth. Right. Her name is Hannah. Okay. And she's a former Juilliard ballerina. Wow. Turned rancher. Where does she live? She lives, it doesn't say immediately in her bio. But like in the West, is it like Wyoming vibes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lives on a ranch. Daniel and I are in charge of the morning milking. The boys do the night milking. It's a 20 minute opportunity we get to spend with each other. Sitting on either side of our milk cow lady, we talk about our goals, make decisions, breathe. It's beautiful. I don't know. If I'm milking a cow, I'm like down there. I'm certainly not breathing. <laughs> well, she said breath, but I feel like that was a She typo. meant breathe, yeah. But what do I know? Um, cool. Like, so interesting to see how, the, how other people live, you know? Yeah, I, I find it just interesting. And I also want to say someone told me, I, I guess I hadn't gotten to this on Becca Martinez's homesteading Instagram yeah, account. Yeah, you severely undersold Becca Martinez's home homesteading. She raises rabbits to eat. And skin and repurpose in a, in a good way, you know, not in like a Jeffrey Dahmer way. I guess that's cool. Like, Okay, because she's doing it. She's out here doing it. She's doing it. it. She's doing the thing. And I just, respect to the homesteaders, respect to the coal miners. They could never. And respect to the mothers. Yeah. It's all so, I'm saying. What was the story? Bridgerton, Williams, Sonoma. Now, oh, cute. I've thirsted out for William Sonoma before on the show and, and they don't listen, but maybe someone at Bridgerton PR and collabs like wants to send me something. You want meantime, something. I will be buying the tablecloth though because I need it. Cute. Cute. Really cute. You love to see good collabs. You yes. Just, there's Come nothing better. There's nothing better than a, a good pointed collab and there's nothing worse than crap on ice. <sighs> crap on a stick. <laughs> Crappity crap crap. Crap in your lap. Anything to not end the show. I know you guys, our episode is over. It is. Like, I just think it's important to acknowledge the space that you're in. Like it's over. We're done. Goodbye. And on the one hand, I want to stay in this space because it's a good feeling. So it's much we've accomplished these, this year. 208 episodes plus uh, 12 times plus 70 plus on Patreon plus wow. any, you know, guest episodes we've done. Yeah. That's a, a lot of podcasting. It is. So... Lay us to rest, toast, season six. That's a wrap. 12 times five is 75. No, I don't fucking know. No, I thought it was 60. 60. But it's 60. (sighs) Math is so hard. Yeah, but there's one equation that solves them all. One plus one equals suck. Every time. 
every time. So I just wanted to say to everyone, I hope you enjoy the holiday season with your families or whoever you choose to spend it with. We love you so much. Thank you so much for going on this journey with us. We hope you enjoyed every episode this year. I hope you enjoyed this particular episode. Thank you for being Toaster. Jackie and I are so grateful for you guys. We are looking forward to our break, but we are so looking forward to coming back next year bigger and better and better than ever. Better than ever. And we love you. Seriously, we say it every day, but we mean it with our whole chests. Thank you for listening to the show in any way. So every day, once a week, once a month. We prefer it every day, but we really, we love yeah, you get all. Yeah, do better. <laughs> but you know, you got, you're busy people and you take the time to listen to us. And it it's really... It means, it means a, lot. a lot. It really does. I love you, Turdy. Thank you for the kind words you said about me at the top of the show. I didn't even get to repay them. Thank it's you for okay. holding I it didn't down. Say them. I didn't say them for anything in return. That is beautiful. Thank you for holding it down while I was on maternity leave, while I was out, you know, sewing up my cervix and making sure the show must go on and you do it with class and grace. And we all, we all love you so much. And in the words of Tony Braxton, Jax... You mean the world to me. You are my everything. You are the only thing that matters, matters to me. I'm going to go listen to that in the car. It's in the words of R. Kelly. Hey, I made it. Mm, you're the world's greatest. And in the I'm that star up in the it's, you just can't stop singing. I'm that, I'm that mountain out. creek up high. Hey, I made it. Mm, I'm the world's greatest. The world's greatest stream, podcast. Stream Turdy's version, not R. Kelly's version, so we can still enjoy the song, but proceeds go nowhere near Mr. Kelly. Yeah, I think that's called compromise. So for the very last time this year, thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We are also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Toast, bitch, and leave a five-star motherfucking review, all right? about how beautiful, setting and wickedly talented we are. Have an amazing holiday break. We love you dearly, and we'll see you on the next one. Love, love ya. ya. Bye.